0: Welcome to Small Business All Figured Out, a podcast collaboration to give you the right strategies, tips, and tools to achieve success in your small business. Small Business All Figured Out is co-hosted by Corinne Cole and Cheryl Cole. Welcome to Episode 4 of Small Business All Figured Out, hosted by myself, Corinne, and my co-host, Cheryl. This episode is all about understanding if you're working with a professional accountant or bookkeeper, so why should this matter to you as a business owner or as an individual taxpayer? Because the risk to you personally or to your business in terms of costly errors, unethical conduct and a lack of legal recourse if something goes wrong could end up costing you significant time and money not to mention the stress that can come with it. In this episode, we'll outline what an accounting and bookkeeping professional is, the qualifications, professional affiliations, and legal registrations that they should have, and we'll also arm you with the questions that you should ask your accountant or bookkeeper so that you know whether or not you're working with an appropriately qualified professional.
1: And you may be wondering if the information in this episode is relevant to you. Well, it definitely is if you use the services of an accountant or a bookkeeper to handle your business and tax compliance obligations or to lodge your individual tax return.
0: That's right. So we'll start out by explaining exactly what a profession is because anyone can call themselves an accountant or a bookkeeper, but they can't necessarily claim to be a professional. There is actually a little bit more to it. Would you
1: agree with that, Cheryl? Yes, I definitely do agree with that, because here in Australia, basically anyone can adopt the title of accountant or bookkeeper, as there's really nothing to legally prevent someone from using that title. But... There are professional bodies and governing bodies that regulate everything that appropriately qualified and experienced bookkeepers and accountants do. And most importantly, where a bookkeeper or an accountant is lodging tax documents with the ATO, that's the Australian Taxation Office, on behalf of a taxpayer, then there are strict laws requiring that they are approved and registered by a government body called the Tax Practitioners Board. And you can actually face significant fines for not being appropriately registered. That's right,
0: Cheryl. So if you're a business owner who recognizes that the tax law is quite complex and you're using the services of a bookkeeper or an accountant, we're going to tell you how you can confidently know that who you are working with is in fact a professional and is licensed to provide you with a quality service.
1: Yes, and a good place to start would be to understand what a profession actually is. So can you talk us through that, Corinne? I can do that. So briefly, a
0: profession is a career for someone who wants an important role in society and a professional who is someone who becomes competent in their chosen field of work through training, who maintains their skills through continuing professional development, and who commits to behaving ethically at all times in order to protect the interests of the public and the clients that they serve. So very briefly, the three key attributes of a profession are, number one, a specialized body of knowledge. So we require a high level of expertise to be able to provide our clients with accounting and bookkeeping and tax services. And we require extensive education to enter this profession. And we have to continue learning all throughout our professional lives. Number two, a commitment to social purposes. The services that we provide are considered valuable to society, and people depend on the accuracy, the reliability, and the unbiased information that we provide, such as financial statements that we create uh, to, to provide to the bank on behalf of a client to get finance. that's one example, and the information that we put together for the sale of a business. So if a client is selling their business, we have to provide the buyer with financial reports that show accurate financial information. So there are many people who depend on this kind of information that we provide. And as you can see, it ultimately drives decision-making. And number three, professionals are bound by a code of ethics. So there's a board called the Accounting Professional and Ethical Standards Board. And it was started by the three key professional accounting associations being CPA, CA and IPA. We talk about these a little bit later on, but basically this board imposes a high expectation of professionalism and ethical behavior uh, for us to maintain the integrity of the accounting profession. This board has its own code of ethical standards for professional accountants that we must adhere to. And if we don't comply with the code of ethics, it can lead to disciplinary action being taken against us by our professional body. So basically, if you're dealing with an accountant or a bookkeeper who doesn't belong to one of these professional bodies and they do something unethical or unprofessional, they really don't have anyone to answer to. There's no consequence for them. And because of this, they may not have your best interests in mind. And based on the definition of a profession, Cheryl, can you tell us a bit about the professional bodies that an accountant is eligible to join and also the professional bodies that are specific to bookkeeping professionals?
1: Sure. So let's start out with a professional body that an accountant is likely to be a member of. So I'll talk about what the CPA is and what's required to maintain affiliation with the CPA as I'm actually a CPA myself. So CPA is an abbreviation for Certified Practicing Accountant. CPA Australia is one of the world's largest accounting bodies with a global membership of more than 165,000 accountants. And basically, being a CPA is a mark of professional competence and it actually takes a lot of effort and hard work to become one. So what's involved to become a CPA? Well, you must have a university degree that is recognised by CPA Australia You then have to complete the CPA program, which is a specialised course that takes about three years to complete whilst working full-time. You are required to have at least three years of professional experience before you can be fully admitted to the CPA. And as a CPA, we're required to undertake continuous approved learning of at least 120 hours every three years. And as a CPA, we're also required to adhere to a strict code of professional conduct set per the, per the CPA. And lastly, if a CPA member wants to actually be able to offer public accounting services, they must also complete the CPA Australia's public practice program. And you're issued a public practice certificate, which you must hold to be able to provide those services. So it's quite a lengthy process. So what does holding a public practice certificate, whether it's
0: through CPA, CA or IPA, give the consumer of our services? And just to clarify, CPA stands for Certified Practicing Accountants, CA is Chartered Accountants and IPA is the Institute of Public Accountants. So if
1: you want to share that with us. Sure. So what does it mean to the general public if I'm holding a public practice certificate what it means is that we're required to undergo periodic quality audits to ensure that high standards and professionalism are being maintained by us and I believe this should give our clients in the wider community a level of comfort in our ability and our competence.
0: So can you talk us through the professional bodies that are specific to bookkeepers and the education that they require in contrast to an accounting professional?
1: Yes, so a bookkeeper should, as a minimum, hold qualifications such as a Certificate four in Accounting and Bookkeeping or a Diploma in Accounting. So a bookkeeper who is a professional should be a member of the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers, the ICB. However, if a bookkeeper has achieved higher educational qualifications or has accumulated many years of the right professional experience, they may also be eligible to be members of professional bodies, such as we just mentioned the CPA, the CA, or IPA. And this is the case with my bookkeeping division, the Number Ninjas Bookkeeping, as it's a CPA firm. So your bookkeeping firm, being a
0: CPA firm, Cheryl, would certainly... Set you apart from those bookkeepers who aren't a CPA or a CA firm. Correct, that's right. Now, what's really important, though, is if a bookkeeper or an accountant is going to be lodging documents with the ATO on behalf of clients, they must also be a registered BAS agent or a registered tax agent. In that case, not only will an accountant or a bookkeeper be governed by their relevant or their applicable professional body, such as CPA, but they'll also be regulated by the Tax Practitioners Board.
1: Yeah, so can you tell us then what what is the Tax Practitioners Board?
0: Yes, so the Tax Practitioners Board, or the TPB as it's abbreviated, is basically a government body responsible for the registration and regulation of tax agents and BAS agents, collectively referred to as tax practitioners. Mm So the Tax Practitioners Board is also responsible for ensuring compliance with the Tax Agent Services Act, including the Code of Professional Conduct. So effectively, where we are a member of a professional body, such as CPA, we're regulated by their Code of Conduct as well as the Tax Practitioners Board Code of Conduct and other standards that go with it.
1: Mm. So what would you describe as the difference between a BAS agent And tax agent. That's a good question. So a BAS agent is what you'd
0: expect a bookkeeper to be as a minimum. If a bookkeeper is providing BAS services, they're required to be registered with the tax practitioner's board as a BAS agent. A BAS agent registration is a more limited registration, if you like, compared to a tax agent registration. A BAS agent is required to have as a minimum, as we said, a cert for financial services in bookkeeping or accounting and about 1,400 hours of experience um, that they've undertaken in the last four years. So the equivalent of around 37 weeks of experience altogether.
1: Okay. And what's a BAS agent generally licensed to do?
0: A BAS agent is issued with a license that says that they can advise a client, provide certainty to a client or represent that client to the tax office in relation to all GST matters. So all GST matters and payroll type matters, including PAYG and employee superannuation.
1: Right. And if we contrast that, then what's a tax agent actually licensed to do?
0: Yeah. In contrast, a tax agent is registered with the Tax Practitioners Board and is licensed to provide tax advice, prepare and lodge tax returns for all entity types, As well as prepare and lodge business activity statements and attend to all items mentioned before, as well as any other correspondence to be formally lodged with the ATO. So, tax agents have permission to attend to tax matters, whereas a BAS agent does not. Tax agents are the only people legally able to charge for the service of preparing a tax return, and that's really important. And it's really important for the general public to make note of this.
1: Definitely. And tell me, how. what's the process? How do you become a registered tax agent?
0: Yes. So generally to be approved as a tax agent, you need to have completed an appropriate university degree, but that degree must include specific subjects such as Australian taxation law and commercial law units. And you have to have at least 12 months relevant experience out of the past five years And where an individual holds, for example, a diploma in accounting versus a university degree... They will also be required to have completed units in Australian tax law and commercial law, but they will also be required to have at least two years of practical experience. And where a person doesn't hold any qualifications, so they don't have a diploma or a degree, they will still be required to have completed those units of taxation law and commercial law, but they will also need at least eight years of relevant documented experience out of the last 10 years. So, If a person lacks the relevant educational requirements, they will need to make up for this with many, many more years of relevant experience.
1: Interesting to know. So you mentioned earlier that the Tax Practitioners Board has a code of ethics and some other requirements or other standards that tax agents must follow. Can you tell us what they are?
0: Yes, so the tax board or the the tax practitioners board requires its practitioners to renew their memberships regularly and this comes with additional scrutiny to demonstrate that we still meet what's called the fit and proper person test and that we can produce evidence that we hold current professional indemnity insurance. Tax agents are also required to follow the code of conduct, which is in addition to the code of conduct that a CPA has to follow. And we're also required to participate in a lot of ongoing education.
1: Mm. So, when people engage with an accountant or a tax agent or a bookkeeper, what are some important details to check? to ensure that you're actually dealing with a professional.
0: And that's a very good question because that's what this episode is really all about. So to ensure that you're working with a licensed person who has the authority to perform the services that they're offering and charging for, a quick checklist would include the following three questions, I think. Firstly, ask if they can provide their tax agent number, their TAN, or their BAS agent number. Alternatively, you can actually get on and search the Tax Practitioners Board website for a list of the accredited practitioners, whether they're a tax agent or a BAS agent. Secondly, check if your accountant or BAS agent or bookkeeper holds a membership with the relevant professional bodies. If an accountant... uh, For an accountant, you would expect that a membership with CPA or CA or IPA is in existence. And as a bookkeeper, you'd expect as a minimum that they'd hold a membership with the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers. And thirdly, you may also want to inquire as to how many years of experience your practitioner holds, if that's something that's important to you as a consumer
1: or a client.
0: Cheryl, out of interest, do you know how many registered tax agents and BAS agents are out there in Australia?
1: Well, yes, I do, because according to a report by the Tax Practitioners Board, it indicates that as at 30 June 2018, there were roughly 42,000 tax agents and around 16,000 BAS agents. That's quite a lot. Yes, but with over 2.1 million small businesses operating in Australia, according to the Bureau of Statistics, it's likely that many businesses may still be using the services of an unregistered BAS agent to meet all of their bookkeeping and BAS compliance obligations. Okay, so
0: with almost 16,000 BAS agents out there, there's, there's possibly small businesses still working with unregistered bookkeepers. Yes, that's unfortunately the reality. Okay, so based on that then, what do you see as the dangers of doing business with someone who's not a professional? And by that I mean they're not a registered BAS agent or they're not a registered tax agent and they're also not not affiliated with the main professional bodies.
1: Yes, so the biggest dangers of doing business with someone who's not a professional as you outlined, be it a, a licensed or registered tax agent or BAS agent, is the risk that your bookkeeper or accountant could cause you annual business, serious financial loss and by using the services of these unregistered people, you know, there could be limited recourse available to you to recoup any of these losses. So the Tax Practitioners Board has also previously warned that businesses using an unregistered agent aren't protected under the safe harbour provisions of the Tax Administration Act if the agent happens to be negligent. Okay, so... Cheryl, can you explain what are the
0: safe harbour provisions and why are they why is that important to, let's say, a small
1: business owner? Yep, good question. So the safe harbour provisions mean that if you do happen to incur a penalty of some kind due to the lack of care by your tax agent or your BASS agent, you won't be liable for those penalties. But if you do use the services of someone who is not a registered agent, you can't benefit from the safe harbour provisions. And in addition to this, the Tax Practitioners Board has warned that unregistered agents may not have the qualifications or the experience required that you'd expect of a registered agent and the practitioner may not have appropriate professional indemnity insurance to compensate you if you suffer a loss caused by the services provided by this unregistered person. And are there any penalties for providing, say, BAS services without a registration? Yes, they definitely are. So if someone is acting as though they're a registered BAS or tax agent, they can be fined up to $52,000 for individuals and $262,000 for corporations for each breach. So it's pretty obvious that providing these services unregistered is a very serious offence.
0: Okay, so what are the risks of engaging an unregistered BAS agent from
1: a taxpayer's
0: perspective?
1: So basically an unregistered bookkeeper is not legally able to charge anyone for the preparation of a business activity statement and they are also not legally able to lodge it on their client's behalf. So the issue for the client then becomes how to manage the preparation and lodgement of the BAS. So if a client can't afford to pay the extra fees to a BAS agent or a tax agent for the preparation and the lodgement of the BAS, then this responsibility basically falls back onto the business owner to ensure that they can complete the BAS and lodge it by the due date. So the reality is that most business owners don't have the time or necessarily the confidence to prepare and lodge their own business activity statements. So their decision to outsource this function will come down to sort of a cost versus risk decision. Okay. And what are your tips for not getting caught out in this scenario as a business owner or an individual taxpayer? So the thing that most business owners want to reduce or eliminate is Is stress when it comes to bookkeeping and tax. So this can actually be achieved if they're able to leave it in the hands of their own trusted advisor who they engage to manage all of their financial functions for their business. But if you do decide to continue to use the services of an unregistered BAS agent, you need to fully understand all tax requirements of your business. Be aware of the lodgement and payment due dates for the BAS and understand the ATO business portal for lodgement or alternatively, simply be prepared to lodge the paper document.
0: Right. So what's your advice for a business owner to reduce their stress and their risk when it comes to bookkeeping and BAS lodgements
1: and tax obligations as well? So by using the services of a registered BAS or tax agent, you will automatically reduce your stress because you will have the confidence that they have the relevant experience, the qualifications and the competence to prepare and lodge your business activity statement. And should a situation arise where the registered BAS or tax agent has allegedly breached any of their obligations, you do have some recourse to pursue this matter.
0: Great, thanks Cheryl for that summary. So it's evident that there really is more to being an accountant or a bookkeeper in a professional sense and particularly a tax agent or a registered BAS agent. And a lot of people don't actually know this. And I think that the key takeaway here is for businesses and taxpayers in general uh, is to ensure that the personal business that you're engaging to handle your tax matters is in fact appropriately licensed as a tax practitioner and better still that they're a member of a professional body. That way you can take comfort in the fact that these accounting and bookkeeping professionals are complying with a code of ethics and they're also keeping up to date with the technical Changes that occur which are almost daily in our industry definitely tax law is complex and you really don't want to leave this aspect of your business to chance and you certainly don't want to put it in the hands of a non-professional
1: so that wraps up this episode of small business all figured out thanks again for joining corinne and i and we really hope that this episode has given you some insight as to how to identify whether or not You're working with a professional, either for your business bookkeeping or your business accounting needs and your personal or business tax affairs. If you are looking for a new accountant or perhaps a new bookkeeper, or you're just starting out in business and need some accounting and tax advice, then you can learn more about us at platinumaccounting.com.au or thenumberninjas.com.au. Thanks again for listening and bye for now.